Fall is the perfect time to get your lawn the best it can be. Folks, call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. Lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. Fall is the perfect time where they will treat your lawn top quality lawn care company for Rhode Island. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. And this is the best time to have it treated. Call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online at lawndoctor.com. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. There's so many different stories in the news, and I, I can't believe the direction that we are going right now. I want to start off with, th- this is really appalling. Merrick Garland, U.S. Attorney General, who basically now has instructed the FBI to mobilize against parents who oppose critical race theory in public schools. And they're citing various threats and so forth. The recent months, disturbing spike, harassment, intimidation, threats of violence, school administrators, board members, teachers, staff. While spirited debate about policy matters is protected under our Constitution, protection is not expended threats of violence, intimidation. Threats against public servants, not only illegal, run counter to our nation's core values. So the department takes these incidents seriously, he writes, committed to using its authority, FBI, discourage threats, identify them when they occur. Folks, this is all the power of the teachers' unions going after parents using the Office of Attorney General of the United States. What a disgrace and encouraging FBI to start going after people. Now, if this is not an act to basically, they're trying to discourage you from going to a school committee hearing. They're trying to discourage you from getting involved, like moms like Nicole Solace in South Kingstown. So they're saying the nearly 14,000 public school districts, the public school experiment has failed. For the, for the, Office of Attorney General of the United States to now encourage FBI, go after parents, go after anyone that speaks up at a school committee hearing and meeting as people are just trying to get information. Folks, where was this last summer against BLM? So the various parents, moms that go to the school committee hearings all over the country trying to get answers demanding transparency when it comes to what's being taught with critical race theory in the classroom. And what are the teachers' union? They use their leverage that they have and power that they have with the Biden administration. This is an act of intimidation. This is, you know, think of a regular person. If you get stopped by a police officer, those moments as they're approaching the car, that's enough to, you know, throw you off. How about the fact if you have police come to your door? car pulls up, you know, they come out to your door, whatever it may be. You know, I testified uh, this past summer in a a criminal case. And so they had to deliver a subpoena to my home. So, you know, it's still a little bit like, oh, that's funny. There's a police car out in front and they're coming up to the door on a Saturday morning. Well, you know, now picture, now make it the FBI. How many people want to deal with that? How about some some mothers that are now going to be dragged in and get questioned by the FBI. Who would want to be involved with that? The answer is no one. 
this is an action, this is completely an egregious attempt at intimidation. This is the teachers union using all their power, say we have to put a stop to this. Now, if you complain, come to these school committee meetings, because a lot of people don't want to be part of the school committee anymore. Now, keep in mind in Rhode Island, especially, the uh, the union, uh, most of the time, they, they dictate and rig who's on the school committee just so they get their own way. And a lot of their members have been resigning of people saying, I don't want to deal with this anymore. This is crazy. So they're, they're not going to get what they want. So do they try to explain their side? No. Do they try to defend their side? Of course not. What do they do? Let's bring in the FBI to intimidate parents from coming forward. Folks, this is completely disgraceful. The Biden administration, this is, if you voted for President Biden, you you need your head examined. I don't want to hear that you didn't like President Trump. I mean, listen, this is, look at, he took office January 20th, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. We're not even nine months in yet. And, and he, the, the country is a wreck. They can't message. He's not up to the job. His people are incompetent. Oh, my God, you people need help that voted for him. They, as much as people complain about Trump, let me say this. If you voted for Biden, there's something wrong with you. This is what you voted for? You want to keep seeing prices go up? Can't even control his own party? Can't control the progressives in the party? AOC and the rest of them, they want to put in these gimmicks that then they know never go away. But this, so people that go, this should just be handled and it's being handled by local law enforcement. No one should be threatened. But now you call in the FBI to start to identify who are these people that are, you know, uh, going to these school committees. This is all done in an act of intimidation. That's what it is. It's all an act of intimidation. So now I also want to, um, to just to give you, what's this story about the sister comes forward and she's trying to say um, that Brian Landry should come forward. But she also is saying she doesn't know if the parents are helping him, which is kind of ridiculous. But folks, just to give you an idea where things stand with all these progressives, you know, AOC, just so we're clear, what they want to do is they plan on getting all these um, social programs into the budget. And they say, well, we'll just do it for five years. But then good luck trying to get that stuff out. It becomes permanent. Just, just to give you an idea, I want to play this again. This is that Senator Sima, Cinema, excuse me, and teaching a class at Arizona State University. So they go up to the school they infiltrate the school. They go into her class. Then she's taking a break to use the, the restroom. And this is how entitled these people think they are. This is how righteous they think they are. That what they want to say is so important. Follow her into the bathroom. And then continue to berate her. And then one of them even then followed her on the plane. I want to play. This is so disturbing. Just think of where this is taking place. Actually, I am heading out. But um, right now is a real moment that our people need in order for us to be able to talk about what's really happening. We need a Build Back Better plan right now. Build Back Better. We, we're not that important. We need solutions to the Build Back Better plan. This is following her into a stall in the ladies' room. We got you elected, and just how we got you elected, we can get you 
get you out of office. She's now in the stall. They are filming inside the ladies' room at the college. Oh, God, this is so embarrassing. Illegal. Oh. That's another student using my the restroom. This is in the ladies' room. Just like me who share the same the story senator is in the stall. They are in the ladies' room. She's also reading, by the way. Oh, God, this is so invasive. Oh, my God. This one's reading, too. They filmed this. Folks, then they follow her out of the lady. This is how nuts they are. And Biden laughed this off. Now following her out of the ladies' room. They are completely nuts. Absolutely disgraceful. And then one of them, the illegal, followed her on the plane and kept going. This is on the plane. She's looking for her. And the one that followed you into the bathroom? Restroom? Ladies' room? Where are her aides? I would say, get out of my blanking face right now. You need to be committed. Go away. You are a disgrace. Beat it. Get lost. Now, she's not acknowledging her. No. Go away. Why is the airline even allowing this? God, she has the worst AIDS. Filming herself harassing the senator. Yeah. Good. Go see him in Mexico. You are disturbing her. Beat it. God, I'm getting annoyed. Listen, get lost. Get this illegal off the plane. No. Screw. Get lost. There's no pathway. The path leads back to Mexico. Go away. No. Scram. Get lost. Go sit down. Oh. No, she doesn't want to respond. Folks, what a disgrace these people are. Now, last night, uh, Vice President Mike Pence was on the Sean Hannity show. And he's asked about after January 6th. Back to Congress in 2022, and then we're going to win back America in 2024. 
You know, I know a lot has been made over the disagreement you had with the president as it relates to January 6th. My sources, my understanding are, is that you two have a, a strong relationship to this day. What is your relationship with the president? Look, you can't spend uh, almost five years in a political foxhole without somebody, without without developing a strong relationship. And, uh, you know, January 6th was a tragic day uh, in the history of our Capitol building. But uh, thanks to the rowdy protest, Capitol Hill police, federal officials, the Capitol was secured. We finished our work uh, and the president and I sat down a few days later and talked through all of it. I can tell you that we parted amicably at the end of the administration, and we've talked a number of times since we both left office. But, but I believe that our entire focus today should be on the future. I've campaigned a couple of times for Glenn Youngkin, who will be a great governor in the state of Virginia. Good. I've been traveling all across this country helping our That's team. That's a winnable race. And the Senate, and I'll be helping governor's candidates around America. So I know the, I know the Against Terry McCullough. to distract from the Biden administration's failed agenda by focusing on one day in January. They want to use that one day to try one afternoon. to mean, uh, the, two the, after, two, the two, three hours. Tensions of 74 million Americans. Got a little out of control. We could be strong again and prosperous Not bad, again though. and supported little our administration bit. in 2016 and in 2020. But for our part, I, I truly believe we all ought to remain completely focused on the future. That's where I'm focused, and I, I really well, I want believe, a commission too. I believe that I believe the future is bright. I want a commission also on the 534 riots that took place That's in 2020. Right. Yeah. The ones where Kamala Harris was promoting bail funds to get the rioters That's right. that killed dozens of Americans, yep. injured thousands of police officers, That's right. with bricks, rocks, bottles, and Molotov cocktails. Mr. Vice President, we hope you can... You know, that, um, again, now here's the thing, though, in, in all honesty, I, I think, um... If you're Mike Pence, you, you don't want to talk about that day. You do not want to talk about that day if you're Mike Pence. And I, I'm not so sure. I don't think that the Trump people are going to forgive him um, so easily. I'm not convinced that that's going to happen. Folks, I want to uh, remind you about why not take a ride and see my friends at Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3680 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Fall is a ball at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Homegrown mums, kale, outstanding this year. They have mums, 4-inch, 12-inch pots, 10-inch, 12-inch hangers, 12-inch patio pots, 6- to 9-inch kale assorted colors, 4- to 6-inch ornamental peppers, pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds, Sugar pumpkins, fall decoration, so much more. This is the best time. Hey, we had all the rain yesterday. Take a ride and see them. They're open seven days a week. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Gift certificates are still available. Look for them on Facebook. Facebook is backing up and running. Folks, PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. I implore you, the great service, family run, they work hard. They, to me, are the American dream, the American spirit. Stop in and see why. Great quality, fantastic people. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. And again, they're open seven days a week. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving always provides high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal-coating patios. Get your driveway paved. Letter J, J. Perry Paving, 
20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates. Call them today at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, a licensed insured contracting company. They will meet your needs no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401 401- 732 1730 401 732 1730 for J. Perry Paving. It's fall, very soon the heating season will be here. Let J. Kale Engineering design and install a natural gas high efficiency carrier infinity system. JKL. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J. Kale Engineering design and install a high-efficiency infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, carrier factory authorized dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today at 401 351 7600 they do it right they do it right the first time they're licensed in both rhode island and massachusetts jkl 401-351-7600 thank you for uh, taking the time folks joining me right now he is uh sheriff kiernan donahue sheriff of canyon county idaho and sheriff it's the john DePietro show thank you for so much for joining us on this thursday oh absolutely thank you Sheriff, first of all, um, if you could give us an idea of what your experience has been like for the past year as a sheriff in uh, Canyon County, Idaho. Well, it's uh, it's certainly gotten busier, that's for sure. We've had a tremendous amount of growth, but uh, we've also had such a, a surge in, in illegal um, illicit drugs that's been really uh, more difficult for us to try to get a handle on. And so with that, obviously, we have an a increase in in violent crime. Uh, we have an increase in distribution of the illegal narcotics, which causes the gangs to compete with each other. And we've had homicides that are on the rise and, and gang-related uh, crimes of that nature. So it's been, it, we've, seen a, we've seen kind of a, not a dismantling of what we had in kind of in place, but we're certainly having to rise to the occasion more and then with, with the rhetoric out there about our job and the job we're doing, we're losing people, and that makes my job so much more difficult. I don't have enough manpower to, to fill the need. 
Um, different parts of the country, illegals, different factions of them um, tend to go in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in our region, for instance, the Boston region has one of the largest uh, Haitian immigration. That's where they go. Providence, of which the people listening to, has I think we're number the number one Guatemalan uh, destination. The the illegals that are infiltrating Idaho, where primarily are they coming from? Uh, Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have uh, we have already a, a very high percentage of Hispanic population, based on you know from decades ago when the migrant families coming in to work the agricultural uh, areas of the farms and and ranches and so on on more of a seasonal basis. But generation or two ago, that kind of changed, and people started to stay in 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 place instead of going back across the border. Now that that has such a well established situation that we have just an incredible influx of illegal immigration into our state, uh, but primarily from what we see as a Hispanic population, because of course friends and family already live there, and extended families, and and they can blend in. They still get hired by uh, major agricultural companies uh, to to do different types of work and by you know even the farmers and that sort of thing, and so they can they can blend in and uh, it's very difficult to address that side. But then with that, as you can imagine, comes the criminality because they're not all good folks, right? I mean, there's the good folks and there's the really bad people, yep. and a whole bunch in between. Yes. Now, folks, with me on the John DePietro show is Sheriff Karen and Donahue. Now, Sheriff, um, I believe you were on, did I see you on Fox News? This yes, morning. This yeah. morning, okay. <laughs> Take us inside. What was the uh, the nature of, of, of the story that, mm-hmm. that you were on Fox News? Well, my where I'm at, I'm, you know, yep. rough north of the, of the border, right, we're in my state. But we have... Just the way the highways and, and freeways come into that system, we're kind of a, a, what we call the corridor. We are a major corridor for drug trafficking and human smuggling through in through the state of Idaho. I'm right next to Boise, Idaho. My county is adjoining county, so we're the two largest in the state. So the fact of the matter is it's, there's a lot of rural area uh, to our south, and that's an easy, easy access into the state of Idaho for uh, these criminal organizations to operate from because there's literally not nearly enough law enforcement to address that when you're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles mm. before they get there. So what we what they wanted to look at is those smuggling routes, how, how easy it is to come up. And so we were showing them along those highways, those rural highways, just the amount of traffic and what the potential for that traffic to be calling, uh, carrying illegal narcotics, which we know they do. Again, even interdiction efforts can't slow down that amount. You might get one, 10, 10 or 15 get by you. And so we were showing that, and I was also showing uh, the team how I can, I can show areas where the cartels are assigned manpower into certain areas for safe houses, drop houses, that type of thing, and wow. then operate from there. And we've been in this for literally for decades fighting these guys. Uh, even when I was an undercover officer years ago, this was our main, this is the main area where we had to concentrate because this is where they set up shop and then they work from there. So they like wow. the anonymity of the rural area Yes, at right next door to a very urban area. Right. Yes. What what type of drugs primarily are they bringing into Idaho? The, the, the primary drugs, methamphetamine has been king forever. It? Oh yeah. Wow. King. Uh, it's, it's one of the worst things we deal with. But, of course, heroin is very high amounts of heroin and, of course, uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl. Right. Now, the, the meth, is that made 
south of the border or yes. made it is yes so that, made in mexico oh gosh yes wow over well over 90 percent, 96 97 percent as you saw on fox this morning it all comes from mexico we don't have any homegrown labs anymore mm. it's so much more cost effective for for the distrib- distribution by the cartels to manufactured in mexico in south america the precursors we know for a fact come through uh china through uh southeast asia yep. and, and so then it's made in mexico super labs we call we call them and then that product is distributed. It, everything comes through the southern border. I can assure you everything's coming through that southern border uh, because they're established routes. That's, that's how it's done. And then once it gets to our area, then we're shipping stuff clear to your area. Quite frankly, we yep. can track our dope clear to, clear to where you live. Wow. All across the country. Can you, um, can you, if you see someone, can you tell what they're probably on? Yeah, yeah. Typically. I mean, you come in contact yeah, with them. Yeah. So now, if you don't mind... Um, and it, I'm not profiling here, but just mm-hmm. let's just say someone is a meth head. Yeah. And you, you're, you know, you and the deputy, you're examining them. How, how can you tell? What are the characteristics you can tell that they're a meth head? Uh, there's several. Okay. Uh, uh, very erratic behavior, nervousness, yep. sweating. If they've been on it for a while, you're going to see scabs, open scabs. Yeah. And, and what is that? It's the poison inside the body trying to get out. That's wow. The physiology of the human body is not meant for this poison to be inside of it. Yep. Uh, those, the paranoia, extreme paranoia at times. Uh, that that psychosis. makes for a very difficult prisoner. Oh, man. you got to yeah. be very careful because they're very uh, unpredictable. So the scabs. Yep. yep. The scabs and nervousness. Nervousness. Paranoia. Sweating, paranoia. All these things are indicators. Yeah. Um, Teeth as well. Oh or, gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it attacks the attacks the uh, the gums and the teeth, and and literally these people go from a, a normal looking person uh, to within months to, to skeletal type. Oh, uh, just tremendously. God. Uh, it, it's so sad yeah. what these drugs do to people. And you someone know, in law enforcement told me that meth, it, it it it's so hideous it can stay in the system. Mm. As much as two years. Yeah. And, and the guy that he said he could feel it was like popping out of his veins. It yeah. Was so in this, I mean, it's just terrible manufactured in that and way. And the thing that we're seeing, the problem, like, let's say 10 years ago, we, we would, we were dealing with, say, 50 to 60% purity on, on methamphetamine. Today, we're dealing with 98% purity wow. and 100% purity. Wow. So just think of what's like that's the doing. Walter White blue stuff. Yeah, it is. Of Breaking right. Bad. Yeah. Now, what about fentanyl? How can you, if you see someone, how do you then say, I think they're on fentanyl? It's very interesting because we know so little about it at this time in, yeah. in, a, in a general uh, statement. But the fentanyl is typically mixed in with the methamphetamine or oh the heroin. My God. And so that's huh. what that that's where the, the cartels Whew. are making money. They can what we call cut the dope. They can put in less methamphetamine and put in a small, smaller amount of of, of fentanyl, yep. which gives a high. Unbelievable uh, high. Unbelievable high, yeah. but it's also very dangerous because that's not regulated. Like FDA doesn't work on those crimes. No, those not exactly. down there. No. And so if it's a little bit oh, a little too much, it, it, it's well, does it's not like they pull it off the shelf. No, it just look like what? Uh, uh, DEA put out this yes. on Monday. You know, over 40% of these pills are, are lethal. Huh. 40%. God. Chance of taking it. And you don't have to be a drug user or a drug addict. You just have to be a, a high school kid or a yeah. college kid, a young adult. Say, I'm going to go out and pop a pill tonight just for a high. Yep. And you are you got over 40% chance of dying because you took that pill. A law enforcement officer told me that um, that someone that they they were treating with OD'd, the, the guy said, listen, I used fentanyl for a year. And I had no problem, but he got a batch. But in his mind, the fact that it could be lethal 
still wasn't a deterrent from not taking it. And what about someone who's using heroin, that's, which that's, used to be the needle, but now a lot of people can smoke oh, it, yeah. right? Oh, God, so, yeah. But how can you tell and say, wait a minute, I think this guy's Again, a lot of the, more, they don't have the nervous behavior okay. that methamphetamine portrays, but when you look at someone on heroin, they're they're very emaciated, typically. Yeah, you know, very uh, poor health. Yes, uh, they they do get to that nervous stage and that paranoia stage because they're looking for the fix. They're jonesing, yeah. they right. call it. Yes, and so they're pretty easy to pick out too. Yeah. and they're more subdued in, if they're on it. Right, it's kind of equaling them out. But right. once they're coming down, they've got to get to that next high, and Ooh. that's when they become more dangerous as well. Sheriff, uh, again, folks, our guest is Sheriff Karen and Donahue, uh, Sheriff of Canyon County, Idaho. Sheriff, what, what is the solution right now, as far as with the border? I mean, it, it, this even even President, former President Obama, came out and said this is unsustainable for this to continue like this. Boy, I'll try to answer your question. The first, the first response that I give is that we've got to shut it down completely to yeah. try to, to take a gasp of air, to try to regroup. That's not going to happen because we don't have the we don't have the ability to shut it down entirely. But what we do need to do is slow slow the the, the hemorrhaging. We we are overrun. Uh, from a law enforcement perspective, from a medical perspective, from criminal justice standpoint, because all this is inside of what we're trying to, to put up with, we we have to we have to get the uh, uh, administration to at least sit down and talk to us and say, look, uh, President Obama, former president, is correct. It's not sustainable, and this this fact that. Every one of these people coming across, they're paying a price to the cartels. Yeah. This is over $50 billion annually to these cartels, and they're not going to give up that money. They're very ruthless. They're very vicious. They're very uh, uh, determined. And really what we have to do, it's very difficult to say we can get in, get with Mexico and try to stop the cartels. That's been done in the past. or tried to be done. It had no, no effect. We, but we have to physically stop the spillover and then regroup and then try to start negotiating with Mexico to try to address it on their side. And we're simply going to have to go help them. We, they no. can't do this on their own. No. Sheriff, do the cartels come into Idaho? Oh, yes. They God. do? They, they come into to, to your to your town. They, wow. There is a cartel operative in every city and every county and yeah. every state in the United States. I, I'm assuring you of this. This isn't just conjecture. No. A law enforcement person from Chicago told me, he said, you know, in the past... They'd maybe have a couple in town just to make sure everything was going smoothly. But since the border was open, he's like, it, it's it's frightening the the back and forth. Oh my gosh! It, yeah. It's that they travel as freely as an American citizen. More freely. More. They freely. more freely. They, yeah. they, they travel with impunity. How? And because of the corruptness on that border, they're able to do so. And not just the southern border. Look at the northern border. Yes. I mean, there's we're pulling. Uh, Customs and Border Protection pulling resources from the northern border to help the southern border. There's nobody at the, at the door. I mean, I've, I've been up there. I've, I've worked with the Canadian Mounties, the Royal Canadian Mounties Police and others. And I, I, I'm telling look, you, are you are 10 years behind on this deal. These, these, this thing is happening right in front of you. And, and now, it's really difficult. Now, do I also have this right? Was a member of your family involved? Can you touch on that? Yeah, uh, just this summer, actually. Uh, oh, a 22-year-old nephew of mine oh, was, goodness, was uh, killed I'm by sorry. an illegal, illegal oh. alien who was... Where did who this was, happen? Uh, I'm sorry? Where did this happen? Uh, Boise, Idaho. Wow. Yep, he was driving... My, my my nephew was in a, a work truck, an F three fifty truck, and and stopped at a at a stop or stoplight in a T intersection, and 
the illegal alien was driving a semi-tractor trailer. He was drunk. He was over 70 miles an hour at a T intersection. Never even slowed down and drove right through him. He had alcohol, blood alcohol level of, of over 0.2 and uh, no license, of course, oh, no nothing. My God. Uh, working for a company out of Laredo, Texas. How? And, and he's been uh, deported before. Why is he here? And, you know, so we're now part of the Angel family and, you yeah. know, uh, and we're, of course, uh, proud in one way to be there, but sad in the other. Oh. But we'll do what we can to so that other families don't suffer the way my family has. Where were you when you got the call? I was in Reno, Nevada at the Western State Sheriff's Conference, and I got in my car and took off. And, uh, oh, and you know, obviously I handled things for the family as yeah. a sheriff, and, and I didn't let them. I went and cleaned the body, and I'm the one that went. And, and that's hard, because as a sheriff, I go see a lot of people, right? Yes. I, I see a lot of tragedy, but it's a little bit different when you have to go talk to your own family about it. And, and Tell us questions. about your nephew. He was a young man. He was, he was uh, uh, his father's a cattle buyer wow. out west. And so he grew up in that agricultural, his, his had, him and his dad, had, he had an, his own herd, starting his own herd. He had a, a good job with a really good company, and he was building that life. You know, he was, he'd, he'd had his own hurdles as a young man, but he'd gotten past that. And uh, very strongly supported by his parents and, and really on the right track. Yes. Some people don't get on the right track. He was on the right track. And literally going to his job site uh, at 8.30 at night, turning up to, to go up north. And, uh, I mean, he was killed instantly, as you can imagine. But he never got a chance to, to have that life, and it was taken so needlessly. Why, and accidents happen every day, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying it couldn't have happened if this guy wasn't illegal. But the fact was he well, was the illegal. The fact he was. He was And illegal. had been so, deported. And had been deported. Didn't have to be here. Shouldn't have been no. here. No. And so that's aggravating. Sheriff Karen uh, Donahue, uh, Sheriff Canyon County, Idaho. Before I let you go, what, what, what type of feedback do you get from... The people of the county, uh, very strong feedback. Yeah. Quite frankly, they they like the fact that their sheriff is out here. They like the fact their sheriff is out in Washington D.C. talking about the issues. I was on Fox News this on morning. Fox News How about this morning. that? And, uh, That's big in Idaho. That That's is big, big anywhere. It is, and and we're proud to be a part of it. I'm very yeah. I'm, I'm outspoken on these issues, and I'm not afraid to to go out and and, and address it. You know, in the last administration, we had a seat at the table. I've been yeah. to the White House with President Trump a wow. couple of times. And what was and that like? It was phenomenal. Yeah, quite frankly. Uh, is none of us are going to agree with everything the man did or said, but when he when you're in a room with him in the West Wing or the East Wing, yeah. and I was invited to both, he got uh, his ear. It was it yeah. had his ear, and it he was. was sincere when he shook your hand, looked you in the eye. You 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 understood. He right. meant what he was saying. He did, and he was direct, and he's expected of things, and we we were expected of things as well, and we had common ground, and we were making a difference down there on the border, and we were making a difference with Mexico, and and we, it was giving law enforcement and the good people of America a chance to slow it down and say, how do we fix this? That's out the window, yeah. and right now we don't even have. We don't not only have not have a seat at the table. There is no table with right. this administration. We've asked for one. They put it away. They they will not let us sit they down. Folded so, the table. And, and so I think the well, I don't think I know the people of Idaho. The people of my county are proud that their sheriff gets out there and takes on the issues head on. And that's just how I'm built, right? I'm a cowboy from from an Irish family. What what, mm. what are you going to expect from anything else? What, what, tell me about though when you were in the Oval Office with President Trump. I, I was what a feeling. I was. Wow. The, the first the first trip uh, we had probably when uh, was that? That was uh, seventeen, seventeen or eighteen. Okay. No, let's see. I, was I it during I, this trip as well? The this broadcast? Or it, was the first the first trip? time was it was first yeah. it was during this broadcast, and then so there are several shares that we were up there. We had a, a round table with uh, Vice President Pence. Yes. And then we got the call that the president wants to see you all. Wow. So we all went over to the East Wing, 
and uh, had a photograph uh, opportunity with him, and, and he shake, shook everybody's hand and yeah. talked to everybody. Look at that. And then the next time, there's only about uh, probably about 10 or 12 of us were invited for a special meeting on yes. border security. Okay. Wow. And I'm on the board of security for the National Sheriff Association. Yep. And then, and same thing, we're in a roundtable discussion, and he says, no, I'm watching the West Wing. Wow. And so we went over, and it was awe-inspiring, yeah. to be honest with you. Yes. I mean, this is our capital. This Come is, on. This it is. is America. It is. And uh, to, to be... It's big time. It's as I, I big, was, you know what? It's as big as it gets. It, it was. It is as big as it it's gets. It's one of my most fond memories of my life. Yes. Not just being a sheriff, but no. to, to be able to stand in that, that those hallowed yes. grounds, that building. Think of you in grammar school and the teacher I, talking about, this is the White House can you and imagine? George Washington was there. And now, fast forward... And there you I, are you, with the president of the United States. Incomprehensible. It is. To a young guy yes. like me. Oh when I was a young God. man. And yes. I'm from a very rural part of Idaho, a kid from a town of 500 people. How did that play back in Idaho? Oh, wow. my God. They went crazy. Of course they yeah, did. I didn't get out of the White House until I had interviews set up. Look right at there. that. That is And it was, it's just the, the fact that the man took the time and, and wanted to know what we had to say. Yes. And yeah. was sincere about it. Yep. And, and said, what do you need? I'm going to try to get that done. And did get it done. Yes. Yeah. And made an effort, and you Boy, just that don't was a have valuable do ally that. to have. Yeah, I was. It's. I, I was so proud of being able to do that, and proud to, and honored that again the people, my citizens, yep. entrusted me to be their sheriff, and to go do things like that. Yeah. That's that's unbelievable, sheriff. Such a honor to speak oh. with you. You have a great staff too. I do. Boy, Thank what you. a day! You're on Fox <laughs> News this morning. Yeah. You're on with me now. You're making the rounds. So, yeah. listen, keep up the good oh, work. Thank you so much. Keep doing your thing, And Cheryl. thank you for being here to, to listen to us. Oh, yeah. So, thank you. Summer's here. You want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family? Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. It's My Health. Right in that old white church, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, it's My Health, where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isaiah, honey, maple syrup, octave skin brushes, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. It's My Health, where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skin care products, hair care, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her 401-305-3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health, right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, petro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he is the managing editor, AnchorRising.com, Justin Katz. And Justin, I'd like to start off with them. <clears throat> so the race for governor, folks, next next November. So we're right in that 13th month window, if not a year away. Next next year at this time, we will be right in the middle of uh, – it's all the statewide offices. Um, Justin, another time we'll discuss. I, I agree with – I think it should be broken up where you have – you know, one year you have a uh, governor, lieutenant governor, and then in the off year you have secretary of state, general treasurer, attorney general. I, th- I think it would cause more attention, draw more attention to those races, which I think there should be. But anyhow, a uh, lot of activity on the Democrat side. And all of a sudden, 
on the Republican side, still no big name announced. Uh, the GOP chairwoman, Susie Yankee, is basically teasing that she has some legitimate, credible name. But I'd like to just bounce, start off with um, someone that I've known for quite some time who's involved with the Almond administration, which is more than 20 years ago. He was the governor. Think of that, 94, 98, finished in 2002. But Dave Darlington, who I think the most attention he got was he was with the uh, Bridge Authority when they had the big protests. I think it was the, it was the Mount Hope Bridge when they were trying to put up the <clears throat> that they were going to have tolls on those bridges. And he you know, was in the news quite a bit. But I just um, curious to hear your thoughts on Dave Darlington announcing he's going to be running as a Republican. Yeah, that was the Sakana River Bridge. The toll. Sakana River uh, Bridge. That's the, right. Uh, so I'm I'm very familiar with that, having driving over that multiple times a day. So the but but I find it interesting. I mean, well, he's he wasn't a name I was looking for in this race. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, which kind of shows you how there are no names anybody's looking for. It's kind of wide open for anybody who thinks they might want to try it. At the uh, moment. Who, at the moment. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, even so, I mean, we'll see who Susiangi from the GOP ultimately mentions but there, there just aren't a whole lot of names on the list you know i i even if we sat down and brainstormed them you, you couldn't come up with a very long list it's not like there's a steve laffey out there or something you know somebody who you know or or even an alan fung at this point um so the there is an opening for somebody and there's this there's a sort of a you run into them they're very quiet they're they're there is a group of republican they tend to be more or less moderate um, folks in state government. I, I think, for example, of uh, Michael DiBiase, who was uh, who's Republican, but he's he was a director of administration under Raimondo, and now he runs RIPAC. You know, there are a lot of there are a number of people like that, but they they tend to be quiet. And then, like Darlington, because they've been in government for a while, they're going to have hits against them, like Coles or DiBiase, for example, if he ran for government, he, governor. He he worked for Raimondo, so that would be a hit in a Republican primary. And I think that's the very, the very first thing I saw of DiBiase, not DiBiase, of uh, Darlington's announcement was uh, conservative Republicans on Facebook saying, oh, the toll guy. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think he's, he's going to have a challenge there uh, and he's going to have to make the case. I mean, he left, he left government after heart problems. Uh, yes. Famously, he had a heart attack on, on CNC's radio yes. show. Uh, so, that was 14. I mean, that was seven years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he might say, you know, I'm 100 percent better, but um, he's going to have a case to make there. So he's I think any Republican who enters, enters the race right now uh, is almost cutting it close to the wire to build up the necessary name recognition, because, as I said, to begin with, there aren't a whole lot with the name recognition at this point. Um, and he's actually starting with a little probably a, a negative on that count because of the because of the health issues and the toll issues so it'll be interesting to see what he what his strategy is i mean he's got a spokesman apparently so uh, you know there's some organization going on here uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he frames that and tries to pitch himself to the state uh, it's possible but at this point it's kind of an open question you know i i was asked what i thought about it and i i said well i i didn't see him uh last year he certainly wasn't visible when you had you know, statewide rep races, but then most importantly, you had the, you know, the, the, the race for president. So I didn't see him at any Trump things. I didn't see him involved, not that I saw anything to do with the Flanders campaign in 2018 or the 
the Fung for Governor campaign in, in 2018. I didn't see him in 2016, anything with the Trump thing. So I, I, um, I, I said, I, I'm just, you know, to me, if you just come out of the woodwork and you say like, all right, now I'm going to run, never held statewide office before it. Um, I just think it's a, it's a huge stretch in, and let alone, it's certainly someone that has not been involved. Justin Katz, I was also asked, you know, right now, as we speak, the only known person, there is someone apparently running against Peter Narona for attorney general, but you know, there's no announced candidate Republican for lieutenant governor or for treasurer or for secretary of state. And aside from, from Dave Darlington, Susie Yankee seems to be pinning her hopes on she, that she's got some big name. But I was asked, you know, why do I think that the Republican Party doesn't have anyone running for those offices? And and I said, because because I think most people don't think they can win. So but what is your thought on why? Uh, this far out that, that there is no uh, candidate, especially secretary of state in other states where President Trump's been doing rallies. They have tremendous interest in people that, you know, people saw what happened last year. They're uncomfortable with the way Nelly Govia ran the election and all these mail ballot applications, unsolicited mail ballots. And there's tremendous interest of anything in, in that office, really more than any other office, as people understand. Wow. You know, if you don't have a competent, credible election. None of the other stuff matters. But why do you think that the, the party doesn't have a, a slate of candidates? Well, I think the, the not not expecting to win, win is a big part of it. But I think also a, a lot of it is the number of people who, who've just left, um, the number of people, the, the lack of any kind of real infrastructure remaining in a state. I mean, as yep. we are just discussing with Darlington, if there were a line of people on the Republican side intending to build their career in politics and become governor, you would do something like, and we see this among the Democrats, you would do something like run for lieutenant governor or secretary of state or treasurer or attorney general as a stepping stone to your, your larger target. Right. But be, and because we don't have that line of people, uh, anybody who enters goes can go straight to the top. I'm going for governor, U.S. Senate. You know, just there's no there's no series, which is no line to wait in, which is helpful because you build up your equity and your political awareness and your your brand name uh, by by doing that. And so that that's a a big problem for for Republicans. And I think one of the reasons we don't have that is because. They're so the Republicans are so out of power that you're even if you win. OK, so you get a four year stint in office. Where do you go from there? I mean, if you're if you're among the Democrats, you become a lobbyist, you you join a nonprofit, you go on to the federal government. You, there are all kinds of places you can go. Uh, not well, not only as a, a winning uh, office holder, but uh, even just as a candidate, if you make right. a decent name for yourself on the left as a candidate for office, you can you can grow that into you know or, or a public can, job. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or or, so, or or something in the media, or you know, there there's so many or, or college professor. I mean, yes, the left runs everything. So yeah. around Good here, point. so you there's running for office is always a plus for them because it at the very least builds up your name recognition and you can parlay that into a job whereas uh, as a republican if you run as a republican for a statewide office you're you're much more likely to do the opposite and make sure ensure that you don't you can't get a job in some other field because you're known as a republican or conservative and that's that's a big a big issue i think for that 
conservatives and Republicans have to grapple with now. I also think that there is a a little bit of a of a uh, divide between you know the Gary Sass, the Chafee Republicans who never have embraced you know uh, President Trump, and, and you had some members of the Lincoln Project that Dawson Hodgson, Gary Sass, some others, uh, and you know never Trumpers. I think Ken Block even falls into that category. And so even in a, in a small party, you, you still have that divide. I don't think that's been reconciled. I'll say this. President Trump brought a lot of people to the, the Republican Party in the state, but they just the, the party to me didn't know how to capitalize on that, get them into the system, get take their energy, get them to run uh, for office. You know, I've, I've said that in the past. I didn't see a lot of support. I mean, the president got 200,000 votes um, last November, which is incredible. That's the best that a president has done in the state. Um, you have to go back to the, the 80s for something like that. And I still just don't think the party could figure out how to they haven't figured out how to capitalize on that. Folks, quick break. A lot more politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com right here on The John DePietro Show. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com all is here it's going to start to get colder folks call re coogan and heating today at 401-732-6562 R.E. Coogan and Heating, 24-hour emergency service, whether it's plumbing or heating and cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Call them today, 401-732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook and the website, recooganheating.com. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable, residential services. From winter to summer, train technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. Service calls, maintenance agreements, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401-732-6562. It's Coogie, 401-732-6562. Again, look for them on Facebook and then the website, recooganheating.com. Call now. Keep your home nice and warm. Gas, oil burners, 24 emergency service, R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. September is Suicide Awareness Month. Joining us right now is Dr. Rob Harrison. 
And doctor, it is uh, so important to draw attention to September being uh, Suicide Awareness Month, Prevention Month, but especially so many people are intrigued by man therapy. Welcome to the program, Dr. Rob. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you, John. Dr. Rob, uh, touch on a little bit of what the month of September, uh, the, the main point. It's one of those topics, it's maybe uncomfortable for people to talk about, but the awareness of talking about it, looking for signs, uh, intervening people, looking for help. There's certain ways they can just go online. It's, um, it's come a long way. Yeah, it has. Um, <clears throat> and there's really, it has to be kind of multi-pronged. Um, I, I kind of like to think of uh, suicide prevention as like a river. And when you're at the, at the, thinking about killing yourself, that's what we call the waterfall. And so we have training to try to train people how to recognize people who may be at the waterfall who may be thinking about suicide and give them some tools about how to ask a question and how to help them persuade someone to let them get help. That training is called QPR. Um, all of our training is really a part of um, um, Healthy Bodies, Healthy Minds initiatives over the last, um, oh gosh, five to 10 years of, of trying to improve the mental health of our uh, Washington County. Um, Another big part of that training is what we call upstream, which is a mental health first aid training. Um, and also uh, we have a federal grant called Zero Suicide, which uh, one of the main parts of that is uh, initiating screening in all of our medical facilities in the county, screening for depression, and then those who screen positive trying to get them help. Again, that's part of the upstream effort, although sometimes it, it's at a crisis point also, as you can imagine. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it all has to work together, and uh, the more we can do upstream, the better off we are. But sometimes, obviously, there are people who just show up at the waterfall, and we have to be able to try to help them also. 